Macomb County will test sewage samples for the presence of the novel coronavirus. The results could identify potential COVID-19 hotspots. Candace Miller is the county's public works commissioner, and I've got her on the phone. Hello, Commissioner. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right. So tell me how you came up with the idea to test sewage uh, as part of your COVID-19 response. What could that tell you about the virus and how it spreads? Well, at the Macomb County Public Works Department, we're living through the pandemic like everyone else, and we certainly wanted to think about, is there any way that we could be part of the solution of this? particularly as we begin to uh, reopen, as we all start moving around. And uh, we, we studied this a bit. We've seen some other areas in different parts of the country that have been sort of uh, looking into this, and we thought, why not jump into it? So we put together a really good team, and essentially what we're going to do, we're going to start a pilot program. We hope to begin testing in June in Clinton Township. We picked Clinton Township because it's a large community. And we've split it into seven zones. We will test the sewage through the manhole by lift, by lowering a testing device down uh, twice a week. So seven different areas twice a week. And then we'll send those results to uh, Oakland University we've partnered with and Michigan State University. And uh, they will be uh, running the test to see if they can uh, uh, find any COVID in the sewage. And if they can, what will you do with that data? We're really doing this to help be a tool for the health department. Our Macomb County Health Department will be utilizing this uh, information in hospitals as well, health care, because apparently uh, if you're shedding virus, now I'm not a doc, but they tell me if you're shedding virus, you could be shedding that up to two weeks before you even present with any symptoms, if you ever present. Uh, and just to be biological for a moment, it's, it's, probably, it's going down your toilet. So it's almost like a blood test. So they're, as they're doing this contact tracing, they will be able to uh, tell whether or not there's COVID in a particular area. Now, of course, we can't do it by household, but we can certainly do it by, as I say, a zone or a neighborhood or whatever. And then the health department will know that there's COVID in some percentage of the population there. And uh, that will tell a bit of, uh, you know, how many might have it, if it's real strong or not. And uh, they'll be able then to go in there and try to contain uh, the virus. And that's really, I think, going to be a great tool for how, again, as we reopen, uh, that our health professionals can advise people, uh, you know, look, you have COVID in the neighborhood here. Somebody's got it. You need to, uh, people need to be tested. We're not sure, but we think it will work. And it's interesting because there's just been a study from Yale that we were just looking at uh, that demonstrates that actually this, by doing this kind of a testing, it could be a precursor, as I say, by a couple of weeks before it's even presented as people are uh, demonstrating uh, the, the symptoms. So, again, it's, it's just another tool, but we're quite enthusiastic that it could be uh, very, very helpful. You mentioned that uh, other communities across the country have looked into this. Uh, do you know if they've learned anything yet? I, I really don't know. It's, it's, very, it's very new. And let me tell you, uh, our engineers uh, and myself never thought this was the kind of thing we'd be working on. But I, I happened to see an article that they were doing something like this out in New York. And uh, so I got my uh, team together and we, we started looking at it. And, and now we've, uh, we've put this thing together. But I think we're sort of going to be leading edge on this. And why not, right? Unfortunately, Southeast Michigan has been uh, sort of in the vortex 
with the uh, horrific numbers from uh, from COVID uh, and how it's affected our population. So we just think that we need to do whatever we can, as I say, to help be a, a part of the solution. Uh, and, you know, not only will the information be available to our healthcare workers, our hospitals, we're going to put uh, the data analytics up on a dashboard so that optimally we'd be able to have the public be able to access this information and they can see, oh, well, I have COVID in my neighborhood here. Uh, yeah, I, maybe I better go get a test. It's all going to be about personal responsibility, I believe, as we live with this uh, terrible, terrible virus for some period of time until a vaccine or some therapeutics are, are developed. And in the interim, we need to do everything that we can, all of us, to think about how can we be part of the solution. With uh, the COVID-19 response, uh, one of the things you did early on was to uh, remind people uh, not to flush anything down the toilet that isn't supposed to be flushed down a toilet because you don't want to deal with fatbergs. Are people following that advice? Not really. Uh, and I'm just telling you, we've tried to do our darndest. And, uh, you know, part of the problem is uh, that the packaging on these, uh, these wipes, whether they're baby wipes or makeup wipes, personal wipes, everybody's using, which is fine. I mean, if you've ever had a baby, you want to use these wipes. But uh, don't flush them down the toilet. That's all we're saying. And yet the packaging says flushable. Well, they might be flushable, but they're not biodegradable. At one of our pump stations, which services probably maybe four communities in Macomb County, so just as an example, we went from what we call raking. We've actually got a device that rakes these things out of the sewer to the best that we can. And we usually get about 1,000 pounds a week in this one plant. And uh, since everyone's been staying at home with the COVID, uh, we're at about 4,000 pounds a week. And, you know, you can just think about that throughout sewers, interceptors, all over the country. It's not like it's just happening to us. It's everywhere. And uh, these underground systems were never designed for these whites to be going through the way that they are. They're chewing up the pumps. They become sort of like a rope, if you will. Uh, You know, they become like solid. They decrease the capacity of uh, of the interceptors, of the sewage flow. Uh, there, any plumber will tell you that's the biggest job that they get is, uh, you know, people's individual leads from their uh, residences get clogged up with these things. So, you know, we just keep asking people, please don't flush these down the toilet. And I've actually asked our federal legislators, I think this is the answer to this, is federal legislation just to change the packaging. Just instead of saying flushable, just say not flushable. If they could just do that, it's it's unfortunate that the big companies that make these don't step up to be a little bit better corporate citizens, in my opinion. It could solve a lot of problems here. And the last thing we need with all this COVID uh, is uh, sewer backups. 